0: Hallelujah. Well, hey, turn in your Bible to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. We're going to continue talking about being blessed. How many of you like being blessed? Now, I'm coming at it from a big di- a lot of a, a much different angle than many might come a, come at being blessed. Uh we're talking about learning to live beneath the banner of God's blessing. And oh, there's a lot here and I every time I get into the word, I just see so much more and I this I don't know how long this series is going to last. I thought it was going to be over in four or five weeks. But as I delved off into Ephesians, it just grew by six more weeks. Uh, And so uh, we're learning the lessons to help us move back under the blessing of God for our life. Now, when God created Adam and Eve, the first thing he did with Adam and Eve, he didn't read them the riot act. He didn't read them the rule book. He blessed them that's the nature of God to want to bless us he the first thing he did when he created them he began to bless them and he gave them a a dominion and and that's the nature of God to bless his kids now here's what you and I need to realize that when they disobeyed the word of God it moved them out from under the blessing of God for their life right in fact they were not blessed but they were cursed somebody say cursed Here's where I believe most people live. Out from under the blessing of God for their life. And if and, and you're not just in kind of limbo land because it's either you're walking in the blessings of God or you're are you're living under the curse. I don't want to live under the curse. I want to get back under the blessings of God for my life. Could I get a better amen? And so that's the desire of God, and from that day until now, God has endeavored to to, to bless us and get us back under the blessings of God. In fact, Deuteronomy twenty-eight. I am not, <coughs> pardon me, I am not going to read that uh, again today, but I want you to keep reading it. In fact, read beyond verse thirteen because it talks about the curses, and here is the condition to this: all these blessings that He blesses every area of our life is that we hear God's word and obey God's word. See, that's what, that was the problem with Adam and Eve. They knew the word of the Lord, they knew the will of God, but they were deceived by the devil, and they disobeyed God's word, and it moved them out into the curses. Now, this past weekend, Beverly and I know, she knows I, I was working on the lake house trying to fix some things on the porch, and I would get out there, and I would work about an hour, and I would be sweating profusely. How many of you know? I mean, it, it just, I mean, barely all she did was the laundry because I'd come in and change and go back out, and I'm just the laundry. And I, I was out there sweating profusely on the verge of a heat stroke, I said, that Adam and Eve, they have got me in a pickle. Because <laughs> I am definitely working by the sweat of my brow today. I'm living under the curse. And I want to get back under the blessings of God. And so we look at all these scriptures and we know, hey, catch this. It's normal. It ought to be normal for a child of God. How many child children of God do we have in the house? It ought to be normal as a child of God, that's me, to live beneath the banner of God's blessing for my life. That's our inheritance, amen? And so that's what we've been talking about, trying to get us back where we belong uh, and, and, and release God to be able to bless us once again. And Ephesians chapter 1 has a whole lot to do with the blessings of God. In fact, I want to begin reading in verse 1. This one's going to be long. So you hang on. Look at your name and say, hang on. Here we go. Ephesians chapter 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints who are in Beaumont and southeast Texas and the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us, catch this, who has blessed us, not will bless us, not might bless us. Everybody say, has blessed us has blessed us with some of the spiritual blessings somebody say every somebody say all you see you got it all if you if we, if we can get back under that banner we've got it all we have everything we need he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him having predestined us to what adoption as sons everybody say i've been adopted adopted as sons by jesus christ to him according to the good pleasure of his will to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved in him that is jesus we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his what grace, which he made to abound to us. I love that. Uh, bound toward us with all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us. I'm telling you, we're reading some powerful stuff here. I'm going, That's why it just exploded in front of me. And I found at least six of the blessings of God that we're going over here. And I'll go back and rehearse them in a moment. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound to us toward us in wisdom and knowledge, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to the good his good pleasure which he purposed in himself that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in christ both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him in him also we have obtained an inheritance somebody say amen being predestined according to the purpose of Him, who works all things according to the counsel of His will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of His glory. To Him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of His glory. And everybody go, Amen. Now, there's a lot there, and I dare not try to rehearse it all for you, but let me just kind of give you a little insight quickly. We're looking at six major spiritual blessings in these 14 verses, and here they are. The first one, uh, it was the blessing of adoption. We talked about that last Sunday. Everybody say, thank God I'm adopted. And then today, we're going to talk about the blessing of grace. Oh, man. And I... I'm going to throw this clock out the window because we got, we got problems already. The blessing of grace in 30 minutes. It's going to be amazing. The blessing of redemption next Sunday. Everybody say there's power in the blood. Where's Kelly? Kelly, where are you? Kelly, next Sunday, we got to sing power in the blood. Amen, wherever he is. He, he, there he is. Okay. Power in the blood. There you go. Amen. So you put that in the repertoire because, hey, we've been redeemed by the what? The precious blood of the Lamb. And then we see, as we move forward, the blessing of revelation. We have, he's made known to us the mystery of His will. We've got to embrace these blessings. And then the blessing of heaven. I can't wait to preach on heaven. I may have to talk about hell a little bit, but glory to God, there's heaven. Do you know I'm on my way to heaven from Beaumont, Texas? This world is not my home. Amen. I'm excited about heaven. And then the last one is the blessing of his spirit. Whew. I'm telling you, he's blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. And if we align ourselves rightly with the will of God, we'll begin to experience these blessings in our life in greater measure than ever before. And I'm telling you, when, when, when the Bible says we've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, I'm talking about something much more than just having more month, pardon me, more money than you have month. Most of you, the totality of your desire in life is to have a few bucks left over at the end of the month. Could I tell you, God wants us to move us way beyond that mindset. I thank God for, He gives us all good things to enjoy, but I'm not talking about money and possessions. I'm talking about spiritual blessings that will move you to a place where God will favor you. And you'll experience His blessing in your life like never before. Amen? This morning, I want to talk about grace, and I've got a lot to say, and so just be patient with me this morning. In fact, lift your hand toward me and say, bless Him, Jesus. The blessing of grace. Oh, when you look at the Bible and we, we in fact, even the book of Ephesians, and we talk about the blessing of grace. The, the 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 book of Ephesians, there's at least twelve references to the to the word grace in Ephesians. In fact, the first he, he begins with the blessing of grace. Look what he says in verse three. Bless oh, pardon me, verse two grace to you in peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if you go over to the end of the book, look how he ends the book, the last verse. Grace be with all those who love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity, amen. And so we see uh, that the, the book of Ephesians is about the grace of God and, and how we should embrace the grace. Everyone say you need to embrace the grace. And so that's what I want to help you do today. And we need to embrace the cause, the, the grace of God in our life and move out from under that curse that, that Adam and Eve and the sin nature of man has placed upon us and begin to walk in the grace of God like never before. Now, I want to just do uh, something that's kind of a, uh, it's going to be kind of hard describe the grace of God. It's almost indescribable. You say, well, in fact, I'm going to give you a pretty good definition, uh, for, for the grace of God. But it just, as I'm studying through the word of God, it just, the grace of God just expands and, 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 and morphs and grows and added layers of God's grace are realized. And when you think, when we think we've got God in a box about what the grace of God is, all we end up with is a box because his grace is just, overwhelming in fact paul said this in first timothy chapter one about his own life how god saved him and and called him into the ministry and he was the chiefest of sinners and he said what happened to me was god's a great his grace began to be exceedingly abundant in my life everybody say exceedingly abundant In other words, it just kept growing and and getting bigger and bigger. And so I'm going to try today to describe the grace of God a little bit for you and to help you get a a, a grip on the grace of God and begin to embrace the grace of God in your life because I'm telling you today, it's the blessing of God uh, for us to understand the revelation of grace in our life. So here we go. Everybody say, here we go. The first thing I want you to see, and this has kind of helped define it a little bit, and you've heard this, this is nothing new. Grace is God's heartfelt, unmerited favor. His heartfelt, unmerited favor. Listen, it's His nature. We saw it in Genesis. His nature is wanting to bless us and to favor us. How many of you parents, it's in your nature? Very few parents that I know of, when they started having kids, it was in their nature just to just to beat them and torment them. You know, I, I see the colliers here. They got, they got little uh, Elam there, and Elam's already having lunch. He's blessed. And when he was born premature, I can guarantee those parents didn't look at him and say, You little rat. You had six more weeks. Who do you think you are? No, they nurtured him. And they went, oh, 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 God help. And they began to pray for him. And oh, everybody. And the nature of parents is to, oh, we're going to love him. Oh, Jesus. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Oh, God help this little baby. Oh, Jesus. Oh, he gained a pound. Oh, hallelujah. And they want to bless him. And if they and be, we being evil know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more does God want to bless us? He wants to favor us. Amen. Now, as a grandparent, it's multiplied. It's personified. My son-in-laws, they just say, watch out when you go to grandpa's house, papa's house. He's got cookies. And he'll give them cookies and Skittles at late hours of the night. And send them home to me. I watch them. When they come over, they go, uh-oh, here. I no, know, cookies. Candy. I want to favor them. I want to bless them. And God wants to favor us. And how many of you know, uh, you can't be good enough to get the favor of God. It's just his nature. He wants to favor us. He wants to bless us. Now, let me give you a little illustration. It's a stretch for some of you, but pretend you got stopped for speeding. I know it's probably never happened here. Uh, Let's just do it for fun. I'm never going to get done today. I told you I'm feeling a little frisky. How many have never had a speeding ticket? Little kids who don't drive. (laughs) Okay, pretend you got stopped for speeding. And the officer says, you were going 75 and a 55. And you go, what? Are you in a hurry? Are you having an emergency? No, no. He said, well, I'm going to let you off with a warning. That's mercy. How many of you appreciate mercy? But let's pretend a little more. Let's say he didn't have mercy on you and you found yourself before the judge and you were guilty and he fined you 250 bucks and you had to pay your fine. That's justice. Let's say you're standing before the judge and you're guilty. And he says, You know, you're guilty. I said, Yes, sir, I plead guilty. He said, Let me tell you what I'm going to do. The fine is $250, but I'm going to pay it for you. And number two, I'm going to drop all charges and expunge your record. And it will be as though you never committed the crime. That's grace. And that's what God has done for us. When we were guilty, we were busted. We were sinful people. We are sinful people. God extended his unmerited favor in our midst. In fact, Romans 3.24, I would encourage you to write that down and look at it later. It says, we've been justified freely by his grace. Everyone say, justified freely by his grace. The word justified, what does it mean? That's just as if I'd never sinned. His grace came free of charge and justified us. That's why it's a blessing. Everybody say, amen. I'm telling you, it's just as if I'd never sinned. That's what the grace of God does in our behalf. That's why we need to embrace the grace today. Number two, God's grace is his pathway back to a right relationship with him. You see, God knew before time began that we couldn't keep all the rules. He knew mankind would never be able to obey all the rules. He knew, and man, it didn't take, it wasn't far out of the starting blocks of humanity before Adam and Eve blew it. He knew we would blow it. He knew they would blow it. Bl- blew it. He knew they would blow it. He knew they would blow it was wrong for all you teachers. He knew they would blow it. He knew we would blow it. And he provided a pathway. This was his plan all along because he knew we were sinful frail flesh. In fact, that's what that Romans 3:24 says. He justified us freely by his grace. He put us back in right relationship with him. In fact, if you go to Ephesians chapter 1, you'll see this uh, in verse oh let's see, verse 6 and 7. Look what it says, to the praise of the glory of his grace. By which he made us accepted in the beloved. Now, accepted into the beloved is not accepted into the family of God, into the church of, of God. It's, it, it's accepted into God's family back into right relationship with him. And how did that happen? By his grace. Somebody say, thank God for the grace of God. He put us back into the family. And we talked about being adopted last week. And so it's by His grace. Verse 7, in Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His what? Grace and glory. Amen. So somebody give Him praise. So we've got to embrace this grace. In fact, I love what Hebrews 4.16 says. Hebrews 4.16 It says we can come boldly into the throne room of what? Grace. His throne room is full of mercy and grace. That's His nature. See, most people, all they think about God is the judge. And He is a judge. But when you get in His presence, it's a throne room of mercy and grace. In fact, the Bible says it's because of His mercy that we're not consumed. So God's grace, his unmerited favor, it's, his, it's his, his design for us to get back into right relationship with him. And, there, oh, and the, there's riches. It's the riches of his grace. When you tap into the riches, let me just give you a couple of thoughts about the riches of his grace. Look in chapter 2, verse 7. He says this, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Now, here it is. The riches of His grace. Could could I tell you, it's unending. It's just unending. In fact, it says in the ages to come. Everyone say ages to come. That means into eternity. When you study that phrase, it's talking about perpetual, eternal, perpetuity kind of thinking. Where, hey, (coughs) His grace leads us on eternally. And the riches of His grace... Go on and on and on. Somebody say, on and on and on, forever and ever, amen. You can never run out of the grace of God. Now, could I tell you, on a side note, Paul said, I do not frustrate the grace of God. Read Galatians. But how many of you know, his his grace is unending. That's powerful. You see, when we think about riches, what do we think about? Somebody was brave enough just to say it, one person. When we think about riches, what do we think about? We think about money. Oh, and we think, oh, man, what if I had more money? And we think, man, if I had an unending supply of money. Listen, money is will will not satisfy you eternally. How many of you know there's a lot of rich people burning in hell today? Because they didn't get a hold of the riches of his grace. His grace, his unmerited favor, is unending. Number two, his grace is unearned. You can't earn the grace of God. You can't work hard enough to get the grace of God. It's unearned. You can't pay enough. In fact, look in Ephesians 2.8. Look what it says. It says, for by grace we are saved through faith. And that's not of yourselves. It's What? It's a gift of God. There's not a, you can't bang, uh, 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 bag up enough frequent flyer miles to get you to heaven. You can't be good enough to get to heaven. You can't be good enough to be justified. It's it's unearned. It's a free gift. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. And it's, it, it, and he gives us all good things richly to enjoy. But listen, the real riches we have is in the reality that his grace is unmerited favor. It's never ending. I can't earn it. I don't have to work hard to get it. In fact, if you go back to uh, Romans 3.24, he says we're justified freely by his grace. Meaning there's no price tag. It's priceless, but you don't pay anything. Are you with me? Say amen. And then number three, in reference to the riches of his grace, it's it's uncovered for us. Let me explain. Did you know the old someone said it this way the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed? The New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. When I mean, you go know to the Old Testament, it's about types and shadows, right? Illustrations, types, and shadows, all pointing to a future day. When the grace of God is made man, when God's plan is uncovered. And that's what Paul was talking about uh, when he said, in fact, what did I, I read it just a moment ago in chapter 2 verse 7, that in the ages to come, in our future eternity, eternity he will show us the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in christ jesus in other words hey there's more layers to the grace of god and as we grow further and further and, and 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 get closer and closer more layers of the grace of god are uncovered in our behalf paul in ephesians 3 talks about this mystery that was revealed this revelation that was revealed in his life the message of grace and how it came to him and how it was uncovered and i'm telling you i'm so glad that i live in the Age of grace. Because I can guarantee you one thing, I can never keep the rules. If there was anybody that on planet earth that that I think possibly could keep the rules, it'd be my wife. She's a rule keeper. I, I, I live on the edge. I don't like keeping all the rules. But how many of you know God's grace came to us? And it was uncovered before us. And it'll continue to be uncovered before us. And God will continue to reveal things to us. You see, God's Old Testament law was temporary until this appropriate time. And we are living in the time. Look in Romans chapter 16. Let me show you something. Uh, Galatians 3, you could look there later. But I want to show you Romans. There's a couple of places that this is just revelatory to me. Uh, Turn over the last little part of, of Romans. And let me show you Romans 6. Did I say uh, Romans 16 I'm in Acts for some reason Romans 16 He talks about this revelation being revealed The last two verses Now to him who is able to establish you According to my gospel And the preaching of Jesus Christ According to the revelation of the mystery Kept secret uh, since the world began But now has been made manifest And by the prophetic scriptures Made known to all nations According to the commandment of the everlasting God For obedience to the faith, to God alone wise, be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. So we live in an age when it's uncovered. This grace has been uncovered for us. And I want to tell you something, the longer you serve Him, the more you'll experience His grace in your life. Being uncovered, His his unmerited favor in your life. Now quickly, let me just walk through a couple of thoughts and then we're gonna, I'm going to tell you how to access the grace of God. How many of you want access into the grace of God? I'm going to do this quick. Here we go. The grace of God in action in my life. Write them down. Here it is. God's grace in action. Number one, I'm saved by His grace. Somebody say amen. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. For by grace you are what? saved through faith and that's not even of yourselves it's a gift of god number two i serve him by his grace hebrews chapter uh, 11 says basically this it says let us have grace by which we may serve god acceptably and reverence him in holy fear we serve by way of his grace number three we're strengthened by his grace second timothy 2 1 therefore my son be strong in the grace that is in christ jesus Number four, we're sanctified by His grace. Let me explain this one a little bit. Now, Titus 2.11, I want you to turn over there. I'm going to show you this. It's right after Timothy. I want to show you what Titus says about this grace that has been made manifest in our life. And he debunks a couple of thoughts about us that, that have developed in reference to the grace of God. Here's, here's, a, here's something that uh, that Paul and Timothy both debunked and Titus debunked. Grace of God. Well, praise the Lord. I can do whatever I want to and just tap into His grace. Wrong. Everybody say wrong. In fact, Romans 6, what does Paul say? If we think we can continue in sin that grace may abound... Everyone say, God forbid. Understand something that would probably frustrate, well, I know it would frustrate the grace of God in your life. Paul said in Galatians 2, he said, I don't frustrate the grace of God in my life. That word frustrate means neutralize. How many of you don't want to neutralize the grace of God in your life? Paul said, you can't, you can't have greasy grace. Listen, I, I have, There are churches packed to the gills all around America that that basically preach. You can do whatever you want to because we're living in the age of grace. Everybody say, God forbid. It's amazing how people believe that spiritually, but they don't even run their households like that. Can you imagine parents say, kids, just do whatever you want because we're living in the age of grace. Let me go to church. I can do whatever I want. Because I'm living under the grace of God. Not true. Look what Titus said. He said in Titus chapter 2, he said this, verse 11. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Teaching us that, denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And he goes on, but what's he saying? Hey, just because you have grace doesn't mean you can do whatever you want to. That grace is, is, is a teacher to teach us how to live rightly under the favor of God in our life. And get back under the banner of God. Hey, we're sanctified by His grace. Hey, and number five, we stand by His grace. Romans 5, 2 says this, We have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. Could I tell you, when you begin to embrace the grace in your life, and position yourself under the banner of God's grace and mercy in your life, it brings great stability in your life. You're saved by His grace. You didn't earn it. You serve by His grace. You can't do it without it. You're strengthened by His grace. Without His grace, we're in trouble. We become more like Christ and are sanctified by the message and ministry of grace in our life. You can't be like Jesus on, in your own strength, can you? In fact, you know what Paul said to the Colossians? All these rules and regulations, don't do this, don't do that. They all sound real spiritual, but they're of no value against fleshly indulgence. We need His grace. We sang a song, break every chain. You know one of the biggest ways to get the chains broken off your life? Understand God's grace. And through His grace, you're strengthened and sanctified. Through His grace, you're stabilized. Amen? It's a blessing of God. We've been blessed with the blessing of grace in our life. It's been His plan all along. Now, how do we access this grace? How do we tap into the grace of God? Well, we've already learned we can't earn it, right? You can't be good enough to get it, right? Right? It's free, but how do we access the grace of God? The first way we access the grace of God is we access the grace of God by faith. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, I've read it. For by grace you're saved, somebody say through faith. God And, and even that's not a, uh, you, you can't earn that, it's a gift of God as well. So we access the grace of God by faith. When we realize that God has given us a measure of faith, everybody that has faith say amen. He's given us a measure of faith. And so by that faith, we can access His grace and we can take our stand in the grace of God. Now, let me just tell you, and and, oh, we could go off teaching on faith right now, but could I tell you, the greater your faith, the greater your grace. And if you want a tweetable thought today that you can go away with, catch this, the greater your faith, the greater God's grace is made manifest in your life. You see, a lot of times we get it backwards. We go, I need more grace, I need more grace. Oh, I need more grace. And we fret, we need God to help us. We know. No, we've got to begin to trust God to help us and begin to have faith in Him and put our trust in Him and lean not to our own understanding and all our ways acknowledge Him and give ourselves and trust Him and begin to walk by faith and not by sight. And guess what? Grace is made manifest in your life. Whoo! The greater your faith, the greater God's grace. He wants to pour it out all over you. Acts chapter 4. OMG. It exploded. And it's, this is the story. Persecution hits the church. And the church does the right thing. They go to the prayer closet. And they began to stir up their faith. God, we're going to keep doing what we do. Bless God. You just keep doing what you do best. Keep healing people and doing miracles, and we'll keep sharing. And man, they're praying. And the Bible says the Holy Ghost came upon them and they all got the boldness of God stirred up in their life. And oh, here, here's, here's what, here's the OMG. And it says, and great grace was upon them. The word great means mega. Somebody say mega. Man, when you think of mega, I'm talking about something better, bigger than a big gulp. I'm talking about something way beyond your comprehension that just explodes and is made manifest in your life. See, when they began to stir up faith, Ooh, gets this, they began to stir up faith in the middle of their trial. They began to trust Him in the middle of their t- trauma. They began to declare that they were not going to back down, quit, give up, and stop. They were going to keep pressing forward into the destiny of God for their life. The Holy Ghost came in <laughs> all over them. And the mega, the magnificent grace of God came upon them like never before. How did they get that by faith? Amen. I want some of that mega grace. That means we're going to have to build up mega faith. If you want mega grace, you got to get mega faith. Well, I don't have very much faith. Well, Bible says it's like real cream. Nobody else no Shannon doesn't know. You know what real cream? Anybody? A little dabble, do you? Chris, you don't know what brill cream is for sure, do you? <laughs> it's, it's hair. We used to put it in our hair, make our hair greasy. Crazy. And their phrase was a little dabble, do you? Hey, Jesus said, if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, what we would consider small and insignificant. Little as much when God gets a hold of it. You have faith in a grain of mustard seed and say to this mountain, be removed and cast into <clears throat> the sea and you don't doubt. It'll have to do what you say. So don't get, hey, we can't say, oh, I don't have very much faith. You had enough faith to get you to heaven. God gave it to you as a gift. How many of you are on your way to heaven? Glory to God, you busted hell. Hey, you busted hell's plan for your life by getting a hold of the faith of God and the grace of God in your life? You accepted the grace of God to get you to heaven? How many of you think the grace of God will get you through this earth? With mega faith comes mega grace. How many of you could use some mega grace in your life? Wow. One more way you access is grace. It's by humility. It's by our posture before God. James chapter 4, I won't read the whole thing, but he said, the proud and the arrogant he resists. But to the humble, what does he do? He gives grace. We stay humble before God. Realize who He is in our life and how merciful and graceful He's been to us. I deserve to go straight to hell. I deserve to go straight to hell. But God had mercy and grace on me. Thank you, Jesus. Never could have made it on my own. We've been blessed with the grace of God in our life. Don't frustrate it. Don't abuse the grace of God. God forbid. Don't take this Bible and twist it up to make it say what you want it to say. Hey. Hey. If God says it's sin, it's sin. Don't twist it and frustrate the grace of God in your life. Amen? But tap into that grace today. Humble ourselves before God. Trust Him. His grace. It's, It's His nature. It's His plan. And today, wherever you are, His grace is available. In fact, let me close with one verse. I meant to read it a few moments ago. Verse 7 of chapter 4. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Each one. Let's bow our heads before the Lord. Today as we close, I hustled through it, but I think you got the the gist. His mercy and his grace are available to us. We can come boldly into the throne room of grace and obtain mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. It's His desire in nature to want to favor you. The law, the rules you cannot keep. In fact, Galatians says the, the law was just a little tutor, kind of a babysitter. Till God's grace can be made manifest in our life and liberate us and set us free with every head bowed and every eye closed today you may be here like Paul in 2 Corinthians 12 he had a thorn in his flesh he had a problem he had an issue three times he asked God to deal with it God comes to him and says my grace my grace is sufficient for you. All we need is His grace. For in your weakness, He's made strong. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here today and you can say, Pastor, today, I want to move back under the banner of God's blessing in my life. I I want to begin to embrace the grace of God. And especially you that may be here today and you've never really given your life to Christ. You can be saved by His grace by just trusting in His promises. For by grace you're saved through faith and that's not of yourself, it's a gift of God. Paul said in Romans, all you have to do is believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead. Recognize Him as the Lord of your life. Believe Him, have faith. You'll be saved. If you're here today and you've never given your life to christ you don't have any confidence in eternity today you'd like to know that you know that you know him with every head bowed and every eye closed i want to ask you to do something bold if that's you lift your hand wherever you are and i'm going to lead you in a prayer anyone here Say, i don't know if i'm born again i don't know if i i don't have confidence and trust in him in my eternity anyone here The Bible says Jesus is standing at the door and knocking. All we have to do is open the door. Invite Him into our life. Finally today as we close. There's somebody here. And I feel a prophetic edge on me right now. There may be more. That all your life. You've worked hard to gain the approval of men never seem to be satisfied you're trying to find approval with God and man trying to do everything right, dance the right dance, sing the right song to gain somebody's approval today God wants to liberate you from that and just allow you to embrace His grace because you can't be good enough to get to God if that's you today with every head bowed and every eye closed and that's you and you feel like, man, I spent all my life trying to, trying to gain somebody's approval to no avail. Lift your hand wherever you are. Amen. I see hands going up. I see hands going up. I see hands going up. Let's stand together today. I'm going to pray for you. And I'm going to pray God would open your eyes to the grace of God today liberate you from the pain of always trying to match up let's bow Lord today we thank you for the grace of God let's all just thank him for his grace today this, this indescribable grace The riches of His grace. Come on, let's just begin to verbalize our thanksgiving for the plan of God being revealed in our life. Thank you for the grace of God in us today. You give it to us as a gift, Lord. And for these here today that have been trying to earn your favor, working hard to obey all the rules, never quite matching up, Lord, I pray today you would free them from that. They will just begin to embrace your grace in their life. Strengthen them by the grace of God today. Manifest yourself in them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Today as we close, God's doing some work in people's lives. I don't know what it is, but I feel like some surgery is going on. God's digging. You ever feel like God's doing that inside? Getting to the root of the issue in your life? Let the grace of God go to work in your life. Amen. Again, to free you up. Set your feet to dancing. Enjoy the favor of God in your life. Amen. Our prayer team is going to be scattered across the front today. Come on, prayer team. Come on. If you need prayer for any reason as we close, they'll be here. They'll pray for you. They'll, they'll do whatever it takes. If you're here and you're searching for a church home, and you believe Church on the Rock North is where you need to plug in get involved, all you have to do is come take them by the hand, and they're all smiling. Are they smiling? Sometimes, there you go, they're smiling. They're happy. Hey, if you believe God's adding you to church on the rock, Lord, just come take them by the hand. You just do this right here. Tell them, I got the divine okie-dokie. I'm where I need to be. And they'll do the rest. Because we need one another. We need the family of faith in our life. Amen. Everybody love the Lord. Say amen. And we're going to embrace the grace. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for the grace of God. Paul the Apostle began with the blessing of grace in Ephesians and he ended with the blessing of grace. Today I speak the grace of God over each and every one of you. The unmerited favor of God be to everyone who loves the Lord God in sincerity and truth. In Jesus' name, And everybody said amen. God bless you. Have a great day. We'll see you Wednesday night. If you need prayer for any reason, you come and take these by the hand. God bless you. Have a great day. Amen.